podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When we made our McDonald's spicy chicken McNuggets, you were praise hands emoji. Then we ran out and you were streaming tears emoji. Now they're back, so you can be grinning face with sweat emoji. Order ahead on the McDonald's app. Break out the party hat emoji, because a six-piece spicy chicken McNuggets is just $2.50. And if that's not enough, try a spicy McCrispy or a spicy deluxe McCrispy. And if that's not enough, there's always the sauce. Price and participation may vary. Hello and welcome to another Foot Weekly birthday special. This week, we're talking about the Foot Birthday Squad, SBC's weekly objective tips, Foot Birthday Profit, the Twitch Drop controversy, and whether EA have just got the prices of icons wrong. I'm your host, Ben, and you'll hear all that and more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast on Foothead and all your usual podcast platforms. So, we don't have Steve this week because he's taking his chickens for a manicure, but we do have FIFA trader and friend of the podcast, Wise FIFA. How are you doing? Doing well, Ben. Excited to get back into it and talking some foot. And next we have regular and big time YouTuber Andy AJ3. How are you doing, Andy? Good, mate. Just here to keep myself busy while I try and qualify for foot champs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, we'll get into the actual foot birthday squad to kick things off because it is pretty interesting. The position changes um, have made things, I guess special in in a way that you you probably wouldn't have in a normal promo especially with players playing in in quite i guess ludicrous positions really the likes of Salah at left back and uh van dyke at striker amongst some of the sort of standouts i guess why is there anyone that you've managed to use so far at all um i haven't used any of these guys yet personally i'm really looking forward to adding that douglas coaster to the side though Linking up with mm. the one to watch Ronaldo, he's got 99 pace. He just feels so rapid in game, anyways. Mm, yeah, Douglas Costa still can't shoot though, can he? Oh, prob- I mean, I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. But I mean, I'm just throwing those RBX balls across to Ronaldo for the tap in, so <laughs> it, it, it'll suffice. <laughs> yeah, Douglas Costa's always had that problem, hasn't he? That his, his finishing's been so much lower than all his other stats. He's got 75, which uh, on the card. So if you boost that, you're going to get sort of around 90. So it's not it's not terrible, but yeah. What I'd say with this is. Some of the players do seem slightly unusable in their position swap positions, if that makes sense. Someone like Koulibaly in central midfield, I think, would really struggle there with this kind of distribution on the ball. Yeah, is there a logic to them? Like, someone told me that the Van Dyke and the Salah, which are the two craziest ones, mm. are because that's where they used to play, like for their youth teams or something. Like, Van Dyke would be a makeshift striker. Mm, and apparently had, like, a game in Holland where they were, like, 5-1 down in a cup game, second leg, and they, like put him up front and just hoofed the ball up to him all game and stuff like that. Like, is there a logic to why Koulibaly's been made a CDM? Does he actually play there ever? I don't I, know. I'm actually, I'm asking, but I don't know. Some of them just seem a bit weird. Yeah, why is you, you catch a bit of um, Syria, don't you? Just yeah, like, I do. I, I mean, I don't think he does. He's such like a presence in the back line, but yeah, the only thing I'd be worried about with him is I think his dribbling stat is like really suspect. And if you yeah. want to use him as like anything of a competent center mid, like that agility is 58 and that balance is 46. That's mm. tough. Like that's a tough look. I mean, 99 short passing, that's always nice. But oh, sh- his vision's also 55. So yeah, eh. I yeah think it makes it interesting for though, for like making different teams. Like I always think, oh, I'd love to pick up a, a left back and play him a CDM or something like that. But there's never a CDM that you can play left back. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. To do the swap. Whereas there's loads of them that are sort of swap. Like, oh, I'd love to play my David Louise at CDM in-game with a custom tactic, but who do I play 
at centre back for him, and it's like, well, I could play. There's not, there's no actual centre backs that have got CDM informs. Do you know what I mean? The mm. CDMs that could do a job at centre back. I mean, maybe no, Fabinho is the opposite way around, isn't right, he? Right, right, right. So then. Oh, yeah. It gives you yeah. one, like it gives you the cooler Bali where you can start centre defensive mid and then move to centre back, and he is actually a centre back. Yeah, someone like Edo Militao, you know, he's he was like outstanding for me in in central midfield, but I, I like a bigger body type really as a centre back. I think um, it's quite interesting actually. If you go to there's a website called sofifa.com dot com and it shows you a bit more information basically about the player. It's actually like a Carimo database really, but it also has the body type for players, so you get like a sort of lean body type, average body type. And a stocky body type. Um, I noticed that Edin Militao was like a lean body type. And I think that's why I hadn't really enjoyed having him at centre-back. He felt too slight. So he was maybe easier to get past in some way. So mm-hmm. I really didn't like him. Yeah. Considering and, his stats as well. And, and the thing was, I then moved him into midfield and he was really outstanding. I felt really good in game. And uh, I think because he was then using his agility more, you know, going box to well, not going box to box. He was holding his position quite well, but I guess he was moving about the pitch a bit more. So his his body type was helping, I guess. In, in it, was, it was a really good swap. But then I was kind of thinking, oh, who do I put in centre back? So I guess someone like Koulibaly would be perfect for a switch like that. I also quite like uh, Marcelo being at right mid. I feel like that could come in handy at some point. Um, you just love Marcelo. Just swap him and Salah, innit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just really enjoy playing Marcelo at cam but this does give you the option of switching someone as you said to to left back and it's interesting you mentioned that Salah but the weird thing about the Salah is he'd actually make like an alright left back I think if you look at right. his stats. he's actually got good defensive stats like the Ebra yeah. has got like 20 tackling and stupid I'm obviously exaggerating no, but like, he, he does his have stats like... are terrible for a centre back I don't know how he's got 90 defending but like that Salah's got 99 interceptions exactly yeah and, and I was looking at like if you put Sentinel on him or something like that, then you actually get really, really solid defensive stats, as you're saying. 81 marking is his lowest defensive stat. He's got 99 interceptions, 96 standing tackle, and 92 sliding tackle. So, And in his physicality, is actually quite good. He's got 89 strength with um, Sentinel. So I think he's actually like a fairly usable left-back, especially if you want someone who's going to go forward well and like attack right. a lot, then I think he could be really nice. And I, I've often come up against, I don't know, many many people do play those narrow four three one two formations right which yeah. are popular but i personally can't get on with but sometimes when people overlap their fullbacks in that formation they end up in like goal scoring positions quite often so if you if you're running something like that, that that could be a really interesting option i think i think it's always dangerous to have someone that can like i find that all the time still where like my left back right back goes in like Cancelo, I play with Cancelo, and he can bang him in pretty well. I can only imagine what it'd be like when I get Sal on the box. Like that'd be much better on a strong foot across body. Like I'm sure, it's pretty mm. solid. Yeah. So Andy, have you used any foot birthday players? I've used quite a few of them. I've have used oh. Van Dijk. He's weird. <laughs> he is weird. <laughs> he scores, but he just looks unnatural. It's so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. so, so were you playing him up front? Yeah, yeah. I played him at striker. <laughs> He's got 70-odd finishing. It's not great. Mm. He scores absolutely stupid long shots, though, from ridiculous angles. You can't get the ball off him. And obviously, he's quite good at heading, but he's always in the wrong place to win the header because he's got 59 attacking position or something like that. So, he's a bit of a weird one. He scored loads in the squabble of the shirt, we did on him, but they were all like proper weird goals and looked so wrong. <laughs> Would you consider yeah. playing him CDM? I was thinking he could be quite a good option. Exactly. Yeah, yeah so I assume that's what the idea is meant to be, that you convert him back to... Mm to CDM but obviously striker to centre forward cards are extinct so he's stuck at striker for now the one thing I was noticing yeah, about him is his stats are like really favourable you know if you're playing him at centre back compare really well with the other cards I mean he's he's much quicker than the player of the month that he got 
by five pace. It's quite significant. Again, another player, if you switched him to centre-back, you know, that's not team of the year because his agility is nowhere close to the team of the year card. But it's a really, really top-tier centre-back. Um, and he's not crazily expensive, I have to say. Like, 400k for his card, I, I don't think that's terrible. Could yeah. drop more as well, come rewards, do you reckon-wise? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I mean, I, yeah, I mean that Ibrahimovic, I know we touched on it a little earlier, but he came up against me when we're doing these uh when we've been doing these requirements or these weekly objectives people mm. have just been selling him on and he's just been banging in goals like that extra pace is just ridiculous on him like it's just mm. unfair like it's just like come on yeah. keep him at that 55 pace like that <laughs> with the ebra card I was, I was wanting to get on him because andy was pointing out how bad he is defensively and he he really is not a player that you'd want to put in in center back for me because he's got 63 sliding tackle, 52 interceptions. They oh and 74 marking. They massively boosted his standing tackle up to like 97, which is yeah. mad. But the, you can't have a centre back with 52 interceptions and also a low defensive work rate. I think you're going to really struggle <laughs> putting him in there. So I, I would say that he's probably a good option if you want to some for some reason swap a, a centre back with the striker and you haven't got the flashback Ebra already. But the other thing is. And the reason why I was thinking of getting him is just for a bit of fun, really. Like, like the idea of playing maybe like a full 11-man, five-star skill team or something with like actually Ooh. decent chemistry could be quite interesting. So I'm kind of tempted for that reason. I know you're wise going for that Jovino card. He's not really attracted to me because of the three-star, three-star, I think. And I don't know what he's really kind of offering, but I guess he's, you know, he's kind of free. But like, what? yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that? I like him. He's got that 99 stamina. I think that that helps a lot at this stage. I mean, of course, we're coming up on team of the season, so I'm sure all these dudes will eventually have 99 stamina, but he's mm. just so so fast. And, like, that's why everybody wanted him back in the day. People mm. don't like to play the beautiful game like you do, Ben. Like, it's not all about the skill moves for a lot of people. It's just <laughs> <laughs> run and gun. Yeah, yeah. He's got some solid stats. If you did the foot miss Doombia, you're only in a barbo away from being, you know, the sweat king again. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Um... The composure isn't the best, but I think he could definitely get get by a few sides, or get in a few sides, rather. Yeah, to be honest, I'm now looking at his stats and I'm kind of thinking, it's not a bad card at all. If you look at him with Marksman, he's got 97 finishing, which is definitely something Jovino never, ever got close to um, <laughs> yeah, at no. any point. But yeah, that's not bad. I guess his composure being 76 is maybe realistic <laughs> and compensates a little bit. But yeah, he has got you know top-tier dribbling apart from composure. Don't know why that's in dribbling, really. Uh, and then a decent strength, 76 with Marksman and a 90 jumping on a guy who's 5'10". is quite nice, and he's obviously rapid, and he's got solid passing. So, yeah, I know what you mean. He's a 93-rated um, left winger with Marksman, which is which is very strong. Yeah, I think this is, like, an excellent card for a lot of the people that, you know, play the game casually. Like, the yeah. fact that he's pretty accessible to get through, like, you know, the weekly objectives, you know, win some games. I think that this is the type of card that, like, EA like to drop content or should drop content around where these guys can be used for, you know, 95% of the people that are playing this game. Whereas the people you see on Twitter, you know, social medias, of course, this guy might be a little difficult to work into a side, but there are a lot of people out there, I think that could use this card. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I know it was actually funny. I was just flicking around with the different chemistry styles on him and artist makes him a 95 rated right midfielder, which is pretty crazy. So he is one of those cards that for a casual player, who's maybe not got many players up at this rating, so it's a really nice card, and it's obviously not a difficult card to get into a team. And the other card, obviously, we we haven't discussed. We talked about Ibrahimovic now. We talked about Jovino, and the other one is uh, the Naldo card. Quite an interesting one. Uh, I'm sure you will both remember the Naldo cards of 
days gone by with the maxed out long shots um, that oh, he always yeah. used to get on, <laughs> on all his informs. Um, yes. You could never really get him forward up the pitch because he was just so immobile. But <laughs> if, he, if he happened to be uh, around the edge of the box, um, he did have a cracky shot on him. Um, and, th- and this one, you know, it's no different. He's got 99 uh, shot power, 95 long shots. You wonder why they couldn't have just gone for the 99-99 there. You know, why not? Just go for it. I mean, he's, he's one of those players who which is similar to a lot of these cards where he's got really good stats uh, in a lot of areas, but then 51 agility and 40 balance. I feel like even at centre-back, is that too low? If you have some, maybe someone quick to cover, I guess that'd be all right. Like, you know, just put, just imagine like, you know, like a sugar and spice combo in the midfield with like Conte and Naldo. Yeah, that might, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the thing like that it. always bugged me back in the day and why I've always avoided Naldo is because I, I was really excited to want to try one of his I think, really high rated informs um, with ridiculous stats and then I used him and I was like this guy's getting out jumped for every single header and he oh. does have 53 jumping and I think I don't know uh, he's, he's one of those things where you'd have to see how this game works and that how important jumping is it's an interesting experiment almost because he is ridiculously tall 6'6 um, six, six or 6'7 six, or whatever so if you can make do with him I think he could be a really really strong centre back maybe it's like a centre centre back or something but I don't know I I was still unconvinced but I'm kind of interested to know what listeners think if they've used him tried him out at at centre centre back like what what their thoughts are on him but yeah Andy what's another card that you've used uh, so far from the foot birthday squad I've had the Van Dijk nice the Coutinho the Salah the Sané the Martial the Promes I've used quite a lot of them so far. Yeah, we haven't really got into the match, actually, apart from when I was talking about centre-backs, and I really like that the look of the promos. What, what, what did you make of that? Well, I actually was doing Squabble the Showdown on them, and when I was guessing my opponent's left mid, even though Promise was already in the squad, I wrote down Promise, so I've got <laughs> bad memories of him. And that. He was all right, you know. I've always kind of liked Promise on this game. It's hard to tell just mm. off a of Squabble the Showdown if someone's quality or not. Yeah, yeah, but of course. Like, if they don't play good, you can't write them off. But if they do play good, you can kind of see that they're going to be insane. Do you get what I mean? Like, mm. uh, that Sané was quality. So you can, you can, like, tell straight away, oh, my God, this guy's insane. Mm. Whereas Promise didn't do that much. But it's you can't quite just say off one game, like, he's terrible. Like, he might still be decent, but I didn't like, get on with him that well in that mm. one game. But That's then I've used Promise before, his other cards, and he's been really good. So it's probably just an off game for him. Yeah, I was looking. Uh, what I quite like about him is he's got 91 finishing on the card, which is really nice. Like for an 87 rated winger, he's five star skills, four star weak foot. 150k doesn't sound bad. There's not a wealth of options on the right side for five star skillers, so I quite like that. He's got 90 stamina as well, which is quite good. I don't know what chem style you had on him actually, Andy. Maybe maybe that made a difference. But yeah, if, if you Probably put a marksman. Uh, okay, yeah, because he's not got the best strength, so I might not. I don't know whether I would have bothered with that. Sane's really good though. I really like that Sane. Sane does look pretty ridiculous. Does he have that kind of feel of a ridiculously good player? You're saying? Yeah, where you just dribble with him and you're just like, Christ, this guy's ridiculous. This mm. guy's just stupid to use. Like yeah. when you first get Neymar, and you can just tell he's better than everyone else. I think the key thing with cards like that is like he has decent strength, right? He feels big. He's six foot, but he's actually got really good balance as well. Like 85 balance on a card of that size is really nice. Yeah, he's like Rashford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Where he's fast but strong but agile but got good balance you can't knock him off the ball and he's really really good yeah and yeah that's really nice why well, i was wondering you know from a, a sort of trader's perspective do you think any of these guys are looking i don't know overlooked at this point it's always tough to gauge right before you know at this time of year but mm. I, I do think there are a couple players of course that will be you know pretty or their prices will stay pretty suitable they might follow that weekend league trend of dipping on 
Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and rising Thursday, Friday, when that mm. demand gets a little bit more desperate. I think a prime example of that could be someone like you know Kyle Walker, you know someone that's in like a position that a lot of people might want to use them, fit them in your teams. Mbappe is a good shout if you're trying to like if you're a side stream trader with a bunch of coins. You know you don't want to have as much competition, like you said. People aren't feeling that left wing Mbappe that much. There's plenty of other solutions. Does that thing where people go up on a Thursday and go down on a Monday is that still a thing, or is there just so many cards in the game now that it doesn't it, really happen? Yeah. It's it's started to become smaller and smaller for sure. Like it, especially with a lot of the you know it used to be really apparent with um, rare golds like meta rare golds players like you know Conte or even like Fabinho, mm. and it, it's gotten smaller and smaller with just the amount of like others. I guess you can call them substitute goods out there with all these special items we've gotten. However, mm. I, I'm doing a little bit. I'm trying to just like do a little bit more research on it. Got some, uh, got some analysis coming out on that soon. Now that I'm able to have a little bit more time with it, so it'll be interesting because, of course, this is all going to be a crapshoot in a month's time when we start getting those blues. But I think it, it depends on the week. It depends on the promo. Yeah, that's a really good yeah. point. And that's with a lot of these cards. It is like as you say, we're heading towards team of the year, so it's hard to tell. But a lot of them feel like they are very niche cards. They're not going to have players in this position probably for the rest of the year you know what i mean so there right. is a certain desirability i guess to a number of these like you know like marcelo though, um aliber is a right mid as well as an option and, and there's a few others obviously which are, are really quite unique um van dyke strike i don't know if that is quite so interesting but certainly as you're saying that carl walker at center back is uh something we probably won't see again yeah. and uh the son as well uh, right people love that munir probably too i feel like i'm saying his name wrong but like the belgian psg center yeah defensive that's mid. a really good point like yeah. that's going to be a decent shout especially with like the fact that he links to mbappe and neymar like that's going to be a crazy triangle if you wanted to use that like mm, that those okay. type players will hold value one of the interesting things is that we're going to have more weekly objective cards coming on friday i think yeah he said that in their like copy that they released about the event and i'm thinking we may well get a very popular one from the Premier League, seeing as we didn't get one on Friday. Now, I think partly because of the throwback that uh, non-rare squads deliver. We mentioned it actually last week, talks about how, you know, there was a real craze, wasn't there? I'm sure you remember this, Andy, for the non-rare teams. You had like Lukaku's non-rare card. Um, I think Ben Arthur maybe as well at one point. Really, really fun time where people were just messing about with these non-rare teams. And I think that's why they've gone for this as a daily obje- a weekly objective, which makes sense. They're likely to continue that on Friday. Could we see a Premier League player released? And could that require a non-rare Premier League team? And as a result, you know, some of those players could really, really heat up. Someone like Petr Cech's going to be worth a fortune if that happens, because he's actually high-rated and non-rare. And then Ariola, the nipple from PSG. <laughs> yeah. He went up to like 2K, didn't he? Because he's like the highest rated non-rare goalkeeper in the league. So Czech's still 650 coins. So what I'm saying is go and invest millions into Czech and you'll make a fortune. <laughs> there you go. Uh, something, another interesting tidbit I saw as a big Fiorentina fan, I was trying to pick up like a non-rare uh, Federico Chiesa, but he got an upgrade and mm. his upgrade's a rare card. So mm. there was like none of his non-rare lower ones. So I think that that's an interesting shout. You know, take a look at Hey, who in the BPL was maybe non-rare? I got upgraded to rare. I think La Liga. Torreira, Luca Dina, people like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's a great shout. That's a great shout, especially since he's a fullback too. Those are always in demand. Those are always in demand. I think Juan Basica might be a good shout too. I mean, that 88 pace on that man looks ridiculous. 
Yeah, that's um, a really good point. I mean, that, he's one of the fastest non-rares in the game, right? Yeah, he, he's got a crazy car. He's got a crazy good car. I've been meaning to just throw him into a side anyways, just to see what he's like. But yeah, no, I, I love the... I like. I really like the non-rares, just to, you know, find some hidden gems, you know, makes it... It means that when there's a mistake, you don't automatically jump on the game because, you know, if my Optimus Prime Hullet makes a mistake, then, like, yeah, I'm going to be pissed. But mm. if, you know, like, my 76-rated non-rare right back misses yeah. a cross, it's going to have a laugh. Like, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I think we discussed this the other week when we were talking about the silver requirements. I know, Andy, you didn't enjoy playing with those silver players much at all, you were saying. Well, I don't know whether you didn't enjoy them, but you certainly felt like they were... Um, it was a, uh, a less than enjoyable experience playing with them. Yeah, I enjoyed the novelty for, like, the first few games, and then it just mm. became painful, and the gameplay was so bad, and you're playing peer-to-peer, and everyone's got plays on Wi-Fi and stupid stuff like that. Yeah. And then it just amplifies the fact that the silvers are really bad, which is weird because with a chem style on them, they should be better than, like, using, I don't know, Everton offline or something like that. Mm, yeah. We've got, like, mid-rated 80s for their mm. players because, obviously, you get, like, plus 5, plus 10, plus this, plus that onto the silver guys. Mm. But it just wasn't the case at all for me. Like, they just felt awful to use. There was a few games towards the end where I started playing people who were clearly terrible at FIFA, and it was a bit more fun. But Sorry. I liked the idea. Mm. As Martin Tyler would say, great idea. Shame about the execution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I found it kind of enjoyable, but I, I always come across as such a chem-style nerd on this podcast, but, like, it really depended what chem-style you put on players. <laughs> Because if you put a sniper on a striker, they do have a silver striker. They actually do have really good finishing, and you, you can kind of tell. But the problem was, you know, you had to pick players. Basically, I was always picking players with ridiculous pace, and then I'd boost two stats, which were relevant through chem stars to what they, I wanted them to do in the team. But that meant that, say, a, a striker who had ridiculous pace, maybe had good physical, I could boost their dribbling and, and uh, shooting, and they were really good. Um, at both those things relative to their rating but it then meant that if I was trying to pass the ball it was absolutely pointless <laughs> like you right, just completely yeah. use, it, lose it I don't know about both of you when you were playing but I really found that it really highlighted actually passing stats are more important than you'd maybe expect and we kind of take it for granted with the top rated players but if you have players with terrible passing you really do end up absolutely like messing up your attacks terrible passing and terrible first touches they're the two things that yeah, drove me yeah. mad most first of all about it really frustrating as well yeah totally agree i found engine was quite a useful chem style you know if you, if you want a cheap chem style that um mm. kind of helps in a lot of areas defending never really felt quite as important as sort of passing and first touch but for that reason i was kind of going for engine quite a lot but um i definitely consider um putting a few chem style cheap chem styles on players if you're playing with these non-rare teams you know literally 200 coins or so and uh, I'm fortunate not to have come up against anyone pl- using a load of attribute cards, but uh, there was one or two players who that made a, a really significant difference. So if you're the kind of player who is really struggling, then you can always, you know, sell your soul to the devil and, and use attribute cards. <laughs> going to rue the day when they finally give us a bronze one. You know, I'm, I'm excited for it, but it's just going to be a trudge. Uh, at the end of the day, I like the diversity, you know, keeps me coming back and playing the game, something that especially as you know you always hear a lot of traders bemoan the fact they don't like to play the game so because of that you know something that keeps me coming back i'm all for it all for it yeah i totally agree i think that it's a really positive thing in terms of uh you know playing with interesting squads that you wouldn't normally use um low rated players i think there's uh something quite enjoyable about figuring out you know the best ways to play the uh different players kind of cheap beasts and things like that 
And the only downside has been that peer-to-peer connection, which is, you know, I feel for all the uh, US listeners who end up playing people, you know, off in South America um, over really long distances, because I've definitely had worse connection over here despite having um, as good internet. But yeah, apart from that, talking about those kind of cheap beasts for these particular objectives, Wise, who's been particularly good for you completing that Naldo objective? In Liga, I'm trying to find him. He was the Belgian left mid that actually had, like, the uh, Carnival upgrade. Limbombe, I believe is how you say that. If I butcher that, I'm sorry. He's mm. a, uh, like, yeah, is uh, 76. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's just got a great all-around card, especially since I'm playing a 4-4-2 in the Liga tournament. I like him a lot. He does damage. You know, he's faster than all the rest. Uh, shooting's always going to be suspect on non-rares, like we talked about, but... His shot power, I like when they have high shot power, and that's a great shot power. Yeah, uh, yeah. Five-star weak foot is important, too. Five-star weak foot, four-star skills on him. And he's also not out of packs, which is really good, so you can get him yes, relatively yeah. cheaply. So I've actually yes. been using him as well. He was, he was one of the players that I was going to bring up. And and the other player in Liga I was actually using is another guy with really high agility and, and, good, and very good balance, actually, 93 balance. Lopez, or Maxime Lopez, plays for Marseille. He's very short. He's only 5'6". I mean, you play him in the midfield and he's not got the best physical stats at all. But he's got that, uh, you know, this is, I feel like this is such a cliche of the FIFA community, but he's a bit of a Kante. You know, he, he gets himself into positions to make interceptions. Um, he feels a lot quicker than his pace suggests because of that agility and balance. And he's got really good passing stats as well. So he's quite good at sort of, if you're, if you're subbing on players as I've been doing in the attack. He's very good at kind of winning the ball back and just pinging it straight up to the attacking players so you can get them in positions to attack the opposition's weaker centre-backs. Andy, have you used anyone you've enjoyed? Literally haven't played a single game of any of the objectives. I've got no idea who all these people <laughs> are that you guys are on about. <laughs> the only thing I would say to people is make sure you read the, the requirements properly mm. because it doesn't actually... You've got to have 11 non-rares obviously in your team so you start with 11 non-rares but the pl- it doesn't always cover all the bases for excluding everyone mm. so you can sub on team of the year Neymar if you want when you're doing the league one because yeah. as long as you start with 11 yeah. non-rare league and players you can sub on whatever other league and players you want <laughs> those who did the Joseph Martinez player of the year um, weekly objective back when that was out are going to be in a really good position because he's a player you can sub on for all three of these because he's not in the big leagues. So he's a really good player to have. And also Anderson Taliska, as you were saying, um, Ben Arthur just for the League R1. And obviously if you've got a player who you can sub on, who's a rare player, you know, for Serie A, or for Jovinio, for example, then you're in a really good position as well. One thing I'd say is um, what I tend to do, I don't know how you've been doing this, if, if wise you've been subbing players in, is sub two players on at the start and then I'll bring someone in at half time. Just because I, I kind of want to sort of feel the opposition out and, and see how it goes at the, the start and have that option to make a change later on. That's actually exactly what I do. So I like to sub on uh, a couple strikers. I bring on, uh, in the Serie A one especially, I was lucky enough to pack Ronaldo. But the key one that I'd say is bringing on like the Bonaventura uh, SBC, the Carnival one. In like the 60th or 70th minute, and then he just shuts down my opposition. Like he just mm. gets in the way of all the other, you know, he's faster than them, he's got the stamina at the moment, and so he's able to just really boss the midfield when I need to control the game if it gets to, hopefully it doesn't get to that point, but uh, if it gets to that point. Very wise advice indeed. I absolutely agree. You know, substitution is really important um, in these daily objectives, and if they continue next week, will be as well. And one thing just to close off this first half. Andy, I know there's a player that you wanted to talk about we haven't got to. So who's your special pick from this foot birthday squad? 
I personally, he doesn't quite fit into my team because I've switched it up a little bit. But I'd quite like to get that Munia, you know, and stick him actually in my squad. He's obviously, he's strong links to Dani Alves. He's strong links to Neymar. He's strong links to Mbappe. I used to have Thiago Silva, but I swapped him out for flashback David Luiz. So otherwise, I would have been able to create a deadly little triangle of Thiago Silva, Dani Alves, Munia. He looks mad and he's like, he's Hullet Club. Every single, his lowest stats, 82, 83, 84, 85, 85, 89. You can sort of just pick a chemistry, I know you'll love a good chemistry style, Ben. Pick one, depending where you want to play him, and you can make him into the perfect player of that position, but also mm. really good at everything else, and he's massive as well. Yeah, and as you say, like he can play you know, basically anywhere in midfield, either side of defence really with his four-star weak foot as well um, and definitely centre-back as well so yeah yeah it's really really good card um, and you know 250k as well it's not it's not an unbelievable amount for a card that's you know you're not going to see a better Munia card um, in midfield this this year so you're not going to see a better PSG centre mid I don't think that's a really oh, yeah, big one especially really if you're going to be picking point. up like team of the um, Neymars and stuff like that right. that's, that's a really good point yeah it could be one of those what, what do you call them in the in the trading world wise oh complimentary goods uh, that's a player that's like yeah. will have a good value because of the fact that other people are going to need him for his links so when you buy one you want to buy the mm. other I think it was um, when Danny Alves got his flashback Kimbempe went up like loads because he was like the ideal link to, to Danny Alves so Van Dijk when Robertson got an inform stuff like that it was yeah. crazy yes, yes. So that's a really good little uh, little option there. Trader Andy there, delivering the goods. Man, I'm coming out with all of them. I'm going to be minted off my, all my Mooniers and my Wambasakas and my checks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the one thing I would say on that, um, on the sort of non-rare investing, I wouldn't go crazy on it because um, the price... Well, I've just put 650k <laughs> into check. You tell me that now. Only because the, the, there's, a, there's a limited window, basically, with the ones that are in packs, I'd say, um, where they'll rise. But if they're out of packs, then I guess... You know, you, you don't have that risk. Yeah, I'm going to go mad on like Terreira and people like that. Mm, yeah, there are definitely plenty of options out there. It is probably time to have a break. A little bit late this one, but uh, there's plenty more pod to come. We've got interesting discussions around Icon SBC pricing and we'll be talking about the Twitch drop controversy. See you in just a second. You'll be keen to know, as a listener, we've partnered up with Beer52 to give you, the listener, a free case of craft beers. Just go to beer52.com slash foot to claim a free case. Beer52 is the world's most popular monthly craft beer discovery club. It searches out incredible and exclusive small batch craft beers from some of the world's greatest breweries and brings them back for their members. The current case out this month, which Steve is enjoying, features a blend of European and UK beers, so when you kick back and watch Zlatan's highlights on YouTube, crack open a beer bibliotheque from Sweden or Gareth Bale's with a mango milkshake IPA from Tiny Rebel in Wales or even Pascal Chimbonda's with a Mount Saliva from France. There's something for everyone's tastes. If you like darker beers, get yourself the mixed case. If you like lighter beers, get yourself the light case. It's easy and there's no minimum commitment so you can take the free case, try the beers and see what you think. All you've done is paid 5 95 for postage got eight incredible craft beers ferment magazine and a snack delivered with next day shipping it's a no-brainer try your first case for free at beer52.com slash foot cases usually cost 24 pounds so there's no catch but if you want terms go to beer52.com for more details and of course please drink responsibly and we are back after the break so andy how's that sexy new podcast mic going hopefully good hopefully good 
You guys can't hear it because I'm talking to you on my Mac, but I'm recording it on my Windows with the nice new microphone. And I've got my mouth quite close to it, like closer than a video, so it should sound proper podcasty. Mm, nice. So yeah, I mean, get in touch, listeners, because you can hear. Tell us uh, on a scale of one to Vincent Abubakar quite how sexy that mic is. <laughs> but moving very swiftly on and talking about attractive people, Steve, the foot coach, wasn't able to make the pod this week. And we have to ask him why on Twitter, something to do with his van. Terrible excuse, to be honest. But he did make a good point on Twitter and he wanted us to discuss it on the pod. He wanted your thoughts as well, listeners. But basically, well, first of all, he didn't really realise that S-Fine is a foot legend, but... I see his point. S-Vine has come out and he's a flashback card. Ridiculous card, but he's a flashback, which doesn't really make sense. Surely he should be a foot birthday card because A, it's a position change and B, as Jacob Lip points out via email, he has never played anywhere near an 87 rated card at any point. In fact, he's never really had a particularly good season. So basically what I'm trying to say is why is he not a foot birthday card and why have we got a flashback S-Vine? doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. My logic was that you can only put out X amount, 10 of them, of the birthday colored card SBCs. Right. And they had 11 that they wanted to do. None of them could decide. And one guy was like, just don't do s one And then his boss was like, we are doing s one He's our favorite player ever. And he's like, well, we can't do all 11 of them. What should we do? And he's like, I'll just make s one a flashback. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I, I can actually get all see 11. That, yeah. One thing to note is Bateson has, uh, along with UCL balls, his main campaigns have been around uh, S-Vine. So maybe, you know, it was a little bit of a sudden release. Uh, like, you know, they were just like, oh, we better make Bateson happy. Chuck out a, uh, <laughs> an S-Vine. <laughs> but actually, talking of making Bateson happy, Andy, I wanted to get your thoughts on the uh, streaming. EA decided that there would be five streamers that they work closely with already, I think. A couple of them from different nations and, and different languages, basically, as well. They were streaming FIFA on Friday night, and you could get Twitch drops of different uh, foot birthday players and icons through watching their streams. And there was a bit of a, you know, some people complaining about that, you know, saying, oh, why are these people getting it? It's funny because people would, some people say, I'm salty because I didn't get chosen. I mean, hey, I don't stream, but that's irrelevant of that. Yeah. There is other game changers who do stream and weren't picked that weren't salty. And at the same time, they'd be like, well, you're just going to suck off EA because you're a game changer, which just isn't a thing at all anyway. Like, maybe there is people who don't want to bite the hand that feed them, but I couldn't really give a toss. So I sort of just say what I want. You're quite a good example, and I quite enjoy having you on for for the fact that you're completely fine without EA in some ways. You know, there are certain people... Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. It sounds really arrogant, like... Some people, if they stopped being able to go to events or stopped being able to do things and get jobs and stuff off EA, would obviously suffer from it. And yeah, they're not going to sit there and slag off the company that pays all of their bills. If EA were all of a sudden to me like, oh, you said that, you're not a game changer anymore, I'd be like, all right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't bother me. I do it because I like the game. I want to make it better. And I'll mm. always say what I think. So... I've, I can understand people's criticism of certain things like you weren't guaranteed to get something for watching. Like, what harm is it to just give everyone a pack? Like, come on, you watch mm-hmm. the stream, here's a 25k pack. The shite anyway. Why does it matter? Mm. But all of the the people, this is f- just giving it EA free advertisement and it's fake viewers. Bateson gained 30,000 followers in one day. That is mental. Mm. Like, th- yeah, maybe 
he had 30,000 concurrent viewers and that's because 10,000 of them just did AFK a stream like I did because I just wanted the pack. <laughs> but I AFK'd all five of them. Like I wasn't, I think I was recording a video at the time. I was doing a squad builder showdown. As soon as the promo came out, I was on it and I was recording promise. But at the same time, I wanted a free pack. So I AFK'd all five streams. Yeah, there is people like me who will do that. But there is also people who've never heard of Twitch and never even thought to go to Twitch and thought, oh, do you know what? I'll give it a try just because I might get a free pack. And then they've got there and thought, oh, this mm. is actually quite good. And they've stuck around. And it's, yeah, it's helped EA because they're at the top of Twitch, but it's also helped all of them guys out who are doing that stream. Like, Bateson gained 30,000 followers. That's nuts. Especially because he's been on Facebook for so long. That's helped his stream out for massively. Like, that's more followers than some of the big fifa guys will, will get in a year or a month and stuff like that yeah, so, yeah that's true. then you get the other streamers being salty about it because they weren't picked but it's just a trial in it like stop being so miserable and just be happy for other people and i think it's, a, it's not a competition people should be working together to make the game better to promote the game this is why mm. it pisses right i'm going off on a proper rant now no, this no, is why it pisses it. me off when all people tweet is fifa's dead fifa's bad fifa's yeah. shit this is crap oh my god fifa's awful i say and then they're like, come watch my video, guys. I'm live streaming, by the way. And it's like, are you fucking stupid? Like, why would anyone want to come and watch you when all you do is tell everyone that it's terrible constantly? Don't be so miserable all the time and actually be happy for people for getting good things and getting good views and getting help from EA to grow their channel because people will be on Baton stream and then Baton will finish and they'll come and watch you instead. And now you've gained some viewers because the community as a whole's grown. It just pisses me off. Like, people... I don't know if people are younger than me haven't been doing it for as long don't quite understand it as much don't like i don't know what it is but so many people just don't seem to get it and don't seem to get the fact that just endlessly sitting there going moaning about stuff just harms the community as a whole even though it makes you feel better and maybe you think you're helping by telling EA that's something shite in the grand scheme of things it just makes the whole community negative and just as a negative impact not only on the people that you're shitting on but also on yourself as well it, mm. oh, it yeah, doesn't yeah. no i totally agree i mean i think that's like a good summary of what was going on with that and if people didn't catch that keep an eye on it because i guess you know you do always have the chance of getting a twitch drop so massive sidetrack we were talking about s5 before as one of the foot birthday spcs although it's not a foot birthday card another one of those was vidal and i believe wise you were keen to chat about him Yes, yeah. I, I mean, who wasn't disappointed this year when you saw Vidal's base card come out and he had 57 pace, mm. like, out of nowhere? Uh, he had, like, a de- didn't he have, like, a decent year or was he hurt last year? Regardless, 57 pace was tragic. And then we finally get this flashback Vidal, and he looks uh, insane. He looks immense. He looks crazy. I'd say that there are just so many great stats about this guy. You can't go wrong. I mean, you could use him as a striker, center back, not center back, center defensive mid, anywhere on the pitch, center khaki mid. I think he's a good shot. We got a lot of good flashback items. I know people talked about how Asvine may be a little chuffed because he wasn't actually a very good player, maybe a foot legend, but Vidal, definitely on the flip side, very good player in real life and a foot legend. I think there's actually, honestly, a gap in La Liga as well for a mm. player like this. And he's got that Barcelona link as well, doesn't he? Right, and he's just a better box-to-box midfielder at size-wise than maybe Modric, mm. so he could provide some better defensive cover. Plenty of great links, so I would definitely consider doing this. I think he's got, what, three requirements, a couple of uh, pretty heavy hitters, but for what he would fetch on the market, I think it's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I, I think he is a really good option, and I think, although the price is like 
that's high-ish for an untradeable. We'll discuss SPC prices in a little bit. He does have some of those really outstanding stats, and you're right, he's really well-rounded. He can kind of play any position. I think when you look at his card and, and you know how the stats are presented with different colours, if you actually put something like an engine on him, all his stats pretty much are in the mid-80s, like every stat on the card, which is crazy. And he's also got some 90s, and he's got 99 aggression on his, his card as standard. So, yeah, I'd, I'm... I'm really interested to to hear if people have used him, what they think. Um, he's not a player that I'd probably look to get, and I think this will be the same for other people, just because of the cost impact of of getting him at this stage and, and him being untradeable. But um, he's one of those ones that I think a few people might look back and think, oof, actually, do you know what? I've got these Barcelona players, and he would have been perfect to link in. So, yeah, it's a really good shout. And actually one um, I'm quite keen um, to do myself, which I will do, is uh, William because basically because of the perfect link to uh, David Luiz having got his flashback card is a really nice um, option. You know, you can if you play like a four three two one, you can just stick him on sort of left center mid, David Luiz center back, and then you've got you know Alex Tellez or someone at left back for example, and you've made a nice kind of triangle of uh, perfect chemistry set up so I think it, it's a really nice option not especially expensive you should probably do him for under 200k and uh, I guess one of the good things about him is he can play sort of a wide midfield role if you're a fan of Steve's 3-1-4-2 tactic um, then he's exactly the kind of player that you could stick in the sort of right mid position left mid position so I, I like him a lot actually Andy is that is that someone you're you're keen to pick up I just want to get him for my team Mm. And then you telling me about the David Luiz perfect link has thought, made me think, actually, that you're a genius. That's a really <laughs> good idea. Convert him back to CDM, put Danny Alves right back, David Luiz centre-back, and Willian CDM. Mm. And then you've got yourself full camp. Because something I really want to do for my team to make it better is I really want Cristiano Ronaldo. Because mm. I've got currently got Red Aguero. And he's, I mean, the fact that I got given Red Aguero is sick. Mm. But... Foot champs rewards just aren't really up there, are they, to be putting in your squads, even when you get Aguero? Like, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't go and buy myself. Like, if you said to me, do you want Ronaldo or do you want Inform Aguero? Or even do you want to play them with Rashford or do you want Inform Aguero? Like, no one's picking Inform Aguero. He's mm. literally only in my team because he's red and I got him in my foot champs rewards. Mm, yeah, so, it's, weird. it's weird how that happens, isn't it? I really want to get Cristiano Ronaldo or get this Sané and Willian and move Rashford to striker, something along them lines. Mm, that so. The perfect link would actually make it really easy to then just build a Syria team with Ronaldo. Mm, nice. Well, I'm glad we're you know solving quad building conundrums on the pod live. Um, always nice to hear. <laughs> One uh, thing that it definitely does solve a lot of squad building conundrums is a nice prime icon moments. But we're a little bit um, confused, I suppose, having had a chat about it in the break as to where the pricing of these SPCs is coming from. I know a few people have mentioned maybe they're basing it off the current market value of these players, but Blanc is the perfect example of this. He's caused a little bit of interest because he's much cheaper than... Well, not much cheaper, but he's, he's a fair bit cheaper than most of the other Prime Icon Moments SPCs that have come out. He's around about 950k to complete um, on Xbox and pretty similar on PlayStation as well. And essentially, it's not a bad value card when you look at it, but if you think that his tradable card is actually about 1.1 million, the price difference isn't huge. And I know we've gone on about this year, you know, people have a lot more untradable cards, but when you're looking at something like that, like how many untradable cards would you have to have to significantly reduce the cost of that SPC? You're going to need a lot of high-rated cards. I don't know what your thoughts are on this. Why is, do you think they're basing it off tradable prices and you think that's why it feels a little high 
they seem to be actually kind of like a little inconsistent with it. Like maybe some mm. of them, you know, they're accurately pricing on the market value of the tradable prime. Others, maybe like they're basing it off of the discard value of the prime. You know, you see that and you're like crazy. I think what, like Figo is an example of the prime upgrade where it was really poorly priced. And so mm. it it might just be because EA sorted out the first year that they're trying to drop these upgrades. They kind of came out of nowhere. So maybe it was just like a preparation thing. They're feeling it out. But mm. I, I would say that it... it almost just feels like a, a little random in a sense. I mean, they like to they like to kind of hold the same team requirements throughout. I think they don't accurately judge, though, the fact that, hey, we should take into account the comparable price of the prime icon on the market rather than just, you know, saying like, oh, we objectively maybe, or like subjectively think it's overpriced or underpriced, kind of throw in some SBCs, and then the prime moment uh, SBC is either underpriced like Blanc or overpriced like Figo. So I think it's just them shooting trials and errors, seeing what sticks maybe. I think that's a really good point. I think the issue around it for me has also been those upgrade icons like Figo is a classic example. I think the meant that the Figo Prime that people had done at a really high price, I think he was, you know, around about a million coins maybe around that. I don't know, Andy, whether you know that better than I do, but Basically, that that was devalued to about I don't know three hundred, four hundred k that card when you submitted it in. That's the that's the saving you were making. It just seemed yeah, it was nuts because all they took out was they swapped an eighty three rated squad and any inf- and any icon for Prime Figo, but no eighty three rated squad. Uh, eighty three rated squads are fifty k and the cheapest non Prime like just the cheapest icon in the game is like three hundred and fifty k. So yeah, they're basically saying your prime Figo is worth 300k. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the whole point of prime icons was that you get yourself the best version of an icon card and the icon moments version is an improvement, yes, but it's not like a massive improvement on the prime icon version. And then you've also got to think that when the game started, if people had known that these prime icons were coming out, they just wouldn't have completed those SBCs. And if we come to next year and people are aware of Prime Icons um, being in the game, people just won't bother with the regular Prime versions. So I've, I've got to say... You just won't bother with any of them. That's the thing that pisses me off, is that I would have done Prime Socrates because mm. he would have been about a million coins. Chuck in an untradeable icon, a few untradeables, maybe getting yourself a Prime Socrates for 700k, something like that, 650, 600k, mm. and you're like, do you know what, that's actually a banging deal. Or like, I did that keen well cheap by doing loads of upgrade packs and stuff and just re- recycling over and over and over again with the crap in my club. So I could have traded my Keenan and then turned him into Socrates for like 500k or something like mm. that. Yeah. But there's absolutely no chance, let me just check the price of him, there's literally no chance that I'm doing Optimus Prime moments, whatever the bloody hell you want to call them, Socrates. It just takes, like, nobody's going to, not nobody's going to do them. And they've obviously got the data of how many people do do them. And people must be doing them because they're still pumping them out. Unless they've had a point of no turning back. Socrates is 2.1 mil. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, he's miles better than normal Socrates. But he's now out of reach of most players. Yeah, he's not that much better than Ibra, actually. You can Whereas that's flashback Ibra is, like, pretty similar card. <laughs> so, yeah, and that was an SBC that you could complete for 200k. Yes, he's not Socrates and he's not an icon so his chemistry is going to be uh, you know way harder i mean it is an extortionate amount and i think i don't know i personally feel and and foot economists has slightly different views on this that and, and i know a lot of the argument is going to be that there's a lot of untradables hanging around 
but the SBCs have been prohibitively expensive for a lot of this year. Certain ones like Ibrahimovic, for example, as I was just saying, was really, really good value. But I don't know, Andy, like I feel like I've done so many. And I, I, went, I set out this year to do less, but I really feel like this year I've done not nearly as many SBCs as I did last year and the year before. I've done loads and I quite like it. <laughs> and I know a lot of people don't think SBCs are good value. I think maybe with the exception of Ibra, I don't think I've seen Nepo tweet that one of the SBCs is good value, which is fine. Like I seen him arguing with somebody on Twitter and he had a good point. Like it's obviously up to him. If it's not good value to him, it's not good value to him. Mm. Each to their own. But I do think that, yes, some of them are stupid. That Figo one, absolutely ridiculous. Mm. But some of them are good value. Like to me, that Willian is very good value. Yeah, I think enough. that's a really good SBC. I, I, I think that's... But, like yeah. I've got a untradeable... Higuain just chilling in my club that saves me about 40k I've got an untradeable I've got flashback Pato who sucks so I'm trading him in that saves me another 40k I've got some other untradeable players I wake it out it's going to cost me about 85k to yeah, but then if you, when I get rid of if some untradeables in the cost of doing that flashback Pato then uh... yeah but the point I've had that Pato for months I had fun with him he now sucks he sucked anyway whatever I did it for a bit of fun SBCs are different value to different people depending on what's in their club and depends on what's in their team and what needs upgrading for their team and you can't make every single SBC always be good value for every single person like I don't have a La Liga squad so that Vidal for me is absolutely useless if you do have a La Liga squad absolutely banging mm. it's a really good SBC and if you've got a La Liga squad and an untradeable Coutinho that you're packed in your untradeable Div Rivals rewards go absolutely nuts it's ridiculous it's one of the best value do you get what I mean like you can't make every SBC fit for everyone Yeah, I, but I, I feel like the icon ones should because they go in everyone's team and that should be everyone's end goal and like this Figo costs two mil to do the original Figo. Let me have a look. Was one mil, one point one. I could, I mean, I wouldn't because I don't particularly want Figo. But let's say I, I was a massive fan of Figo. I could justify putting a million coins into that Figo. You can't justify putting two mil into one that's slightly better. Mm, yeah, I just think the whole point of the prime moments things it just really lost on me, especially because it got rid of the normal primes, I absolutely hate it. Mm. If they'd have kept the normal prime SBCs and given the moments SBC as well, yep. knock yourself out. Yeah. People have, Bateson's got, Bateson bought prime, 97 Ronaldo and still had 16 million coins left. There's obviously people on the game that have got stupid amounts of coins and do want them cards, but it's a very small minority and so many people have been pissed off by the fact that they now can't do mm. the prime SBC of their favourite player. No, I mean, I, I, I'd echo all that. I think that, you know, they try to make them expensive because they definitely don't want the counterpoint of it where if it's too cheap and that player's all over, people are going to be like, oh my god, the game is just like, there's no point in playing it anymore. All I'm coming up against are these icons. So they try to make them expensive for that reason where only a few amount of people can really use them. Otherwise, people would get fed up about that balance. But I think they do need to take a good look and really analyze some data about hey, where do we misprice some of these? Which ones were priced well? They have that stuff now. Unfortunately, it's a little late in this game cycle. It's going to be one of those things that are should definitely be on the, on the checklist for really improving in FIFA 20. I mean, I hate to chalk it up to that, but like, that's mm. uh, that's probably where they are with mm, this. Mm. Like, Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And I, th- I think, Wise, you can correct me on this, but a few people have argued that you know they should just make it so that, that you should just be able to submit a prime version of an icon into the Optimus Prime um, SBC and you'll you'll just get back the prime version almost like a kind of compensation mechanism so you 
don't have to pay anything to upgrade you can just upgrade and i think it's important to note that the reason why this wouldn't work is because um, you'd essentially have a situation where all the 92 rated figos for example so that's just the regular prime version will be bought off the market and they'd be extinct so you wouldn't be able to or or the price would be massively inflated either way so um people wouldn't be able to obtain that card and that's obviously something you want to avoid yeah that's that yeah that's the sound logic about it like i I agree i don't think that you i don't think you should be it should be a one-to-one transaction like the prime moment uh figo is better like it's a better card and then it's based on like how do you price the upgrade to make sure that it's reasonable mm. on on like icons like that what have we seen the stats are only changed like pretty minimally like so that's up to you like that's what the counterpoint would be but at the same time they can't just make it a one for one for exactly that yeah, extinction yeah. reason yeah. It, it's your prerogative if you want the shiniest version of that figo go for it you shouldn't feel too slighted about it if you don't or like any of your prime if you don't have the prime moment, but you have the prime one, you did the SBC. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. But I could see how people the are shocked that you ca- they can't detect if your card that you're trading in is untradeable. Or not. Yeah, exactly. I think it would be yeah. solved. If they, you could yeah. do that, you could just do a one for one trade, and I feel like it should be a one to one trade. If you did Figo as I'm putting all of my coins into the best Figo in the game, and then they go, oh, actually, here's another yeah. one. You haven't got the best one anymore. You you should be given that moment one. The issue is that they can't tell if a card is. I don't know if they can even tell if it's a specific player. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they can. Because remember when old Player of the Month ones where you could trade yeah, when it was Harry like King. Harry Kane yeah, Player of the yeah. Month and you had to put in Player of the Month Kane. Yeah. They can't literally say trading Kane. It always says an English Spurs yeah, player English or like Tottenham. for Ebra. It's always like a Swedish MLS player. They can't literally just say trading Ebra, which would make it so much easier. And obviously the, prob- the problem so, is that, you know, they, they can't detect the untradeableness of it. So they're in a catch twenty two where either the 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 ninety two rated item disappears from the, in Figo's case the prime version disappears from the game or becomes ridiculously overpriced, or you just are in a situation which they are currently uh, in where you have to have some kind of cost to to complete it. Um, but yeah, you're right. If they had it so that yeah. an untradeable version could be submitted, so there was some way of the game detecting untradeables, which I don't think there is. Mm-hmm. Then we'd have solved the problem because nah, does not. Cause that would just mean that anyone could who had already got him untradeable could just simply submit him and, and get the better version, which I think would be fair. And I think EA do need to think about this because it's not a great situation. But I think as you, as Wise was kind of saying, I'm not sure we're going to get any solution really uh, this year, which is a shame. Not in this game, yeah. Yeah, we're obviously in a fortunate position in that we get to talk to the developers directly. Mm. It's a problem in the system in that they can't tell if it's untradeable and if it's actually a specific player, which is something that they definitely need to implement. But a lot of people's annoyance with it comes from the fact that they think of EA as EA (laughs) when it's actually like a collective of individuals and everything that people are saying and moaning about makes complete sense. And I can't speak for them, but I would assume that all of the guys who work for EA also agree with mm. that because it makes complete sense but unfortunately they can't actually do anything about it which is the problem rather than the fact that it's not this ominous ea think screw you guys you're not having the better version of figo by just putting in your figo mm. i think it's more of an oversight initially that they didn't really consider how people would be so put out by the fact that there was a better icon available it's been such an interesting progression, though. Like, they, you guys remember when we had the icon player picks and stuff? Like, they had, have had a huge test 
field for this season or this FIFA has just been a huge test field for like what are we going to do with icons mm-hmm. we had the player pick SBC we've now had then people were like hey we don't like that give us like what we had in FIFA 18 then they gave us that and then they didn't commit fully on it mm. and then we got prime moment icons I think there was just like this has just been a, a tough a very tough few months yeah. for them because of the fact that they didn't stick with their guns on one thing next year I think that they should definitely do that. Of course, sort out the untradeable thing. We're able to sort untradeables now. They should be able to sort untradeables in an SBC. Hopefully they can write that code. Just give us the prime moment, like the regular prime SBC, like Andy said, and then give us the prime moment SBC so that you have even more to grind towards. Like that's what it, like that, that's exactly what could be a good system next year. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's a nice way to end the podcast looking forward like that. So, uh, wise, where do people go if they want to get wise on the trading front? I'm on uh, Twitter uh, and Twitch as well. Going to be trying to get more consistent on them. Had some, you know, some nice career changes coming up. So really want to focus on uh, continuing to build the community. I have a YouTube presence, but still trying to build it up. So mainly Twitter and Twitch is where I'm at at nice. the moment. And that's at Wise FIFA. And it's Wise with a Y, isn't it? Very important. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And Andy, uh, for some reason, people don't follow you and they want to hear about... Um, well, different things, really. Your, your Twitter isn't just foot. There's some interesting... Uh, well, actually, it is just foot, but there were some interesting uh, anecdotes you were bringing up the other the other day, weren't there? Yeah, I just like to tweet some shite, to be honest with you. I don't take it too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's at AJ Free. Right. I'll tweet some serious stuff every now and again, cool. but mostly just football Twitter with a face. <laughs> well, thank you very much again, Andy. And thank you, listeners, for joining us this week. And also, uh, don't forget to tweet Steve at the foot coach and tell him how much you enjoyed not having him on the podcast this week and also if you do want that free case of craft beer only paying postage just go to beer52.com slash foot I'm actually super busy with work at the moment so possible there won't be a pod next week that said stay subscribed across the usual channels by searching foot weekly on your podcast provider of choice and we'll be back very soon At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network.